This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. This one's going to be an interesting episode because there has been a, a few requests that people wanted me to talk about who Butch ZMAR is, where he came from, and you know what is he all about. And it might be an interesting one. There's some facts in here I think I'm going to share that maybe you guys didn't know, uh, even the ones that are close to me, and then other ones it might be just new altogether. I guess a little background. I'm not uh, actually from Illinois. I'm originally from Florida, but I was raised on the south side of Chicago. Go White Sox. I'm a big, huge scuba enthusiast. I know in current events, some people might be surprised by that because of my boys being in hockey, but scuba is definitely a long-term passion. I started when I was early teens. Today, I, I, I lost logbooks, but it's over 2,000 scuba dives and big shipwreck diver uh, versus the Caribbean, but uh, I'll take the Caribbean over not diving at all. I started a lot of things in the Navy. I know a lot of questions come in, not just from the podcast, but people are curious about Navy and my military background. I did not pick up a rifle, but you don't have to. Most military members do not pick up rifles, and that's the interesting uh mindset that a lot of people when they think military they think of rifles and hand grenades and uh, rocket launchers and majority of the people in the military are not that and so it's quite interesting to see some of the dynamics i went into aviation electronics mainly because my original goal was to be an astronaut and i was taking the long route and so it didn't really pan out but i was reading all the old school astronaut books the the original seven they all came from the military and then obviously in current times you don't necessarily have to make it through the military in order to become an astronaut. But worked on aviation electronics. That was really cool. There was two levels. There was inter- intermediate, and they called organization. Organization was a squadron. We were inside the boxes. We were tearing stuff apart, fixing it, and sending them back up. We worked on fighter planes as well as surveillance and helicopter parts, uh, you name it. Spent four years there, achieved E5, so I came out as aviation electronic technician, second class, and then also with a air warfare specialty, which you get when you're out at sea. I served my time on the Harry Truman, but I was not ship's company. It was an aircraft carrier. We left port, I think they said 7,400 men and women on board. The way the timing worked, because that was the first uh, voyage, they called it the maiden voyage, a lot of people timed it so they rotate in the middle of the ocean for reenlistment. And so there's some bonuses that are uh, incentivized, uh, the sign-in tax-free zone. So, um, But we came back with just under 7,000. If anybody remembers the Super Bowl that was aired from an aircraft carrier, um, that was where I was at. And uh, basically first-class tickets right up to the front line, and uh, they entertained us for like a week. It was really cool to see uh, Fox Sports uh, live right from the flight deck, uh, right in front of your eyes. But we were in a category called Sea Operational Detachment. We were seagoing, but we were deployable within 24 hours. And we worked on aviation equipment. And so we were classified as the experts. Uh, we were never deployed in 24 hours, except for after 9-11, uh, we were the returning ship prior. And usually they say that the most battle-ready carrier group is the one that just returned. And so we had to report for several days with our sea bags in hand but we never went anywhere outside of that. We just got orders to go out to sea and we were attached to air wings and that's how we were deployable. One thing to note, especially live on a podcast is I uh, never scuba dive for the Navy and I was never a Navy SEAL. 
There are some people that have crossed the information, even in national publications, and that's completely false. Um, I do have SEAL friends or Special Forces friends. I'm a huge scuba advocate, but did not do any of that for the military. Uh, The closest I ever got was Noah was working on the project for USS Monitor on the East Coast, and uh, they were contracting a lot with local scuba shops. And I was affiliated with one of the scuba shops and was invited, but I didn't have all the credentials to be there. And so they would not let me go. Today, I have the credentials, but obviously I won't be able to be that on that project, but maybe in future projects. So moving into the scuba career after the military, uh, I went right to scuba thinking that was going to be my forever job. And uh, that's where the Scuba Butch brand was born worked for a local uh, retail shop, and then uh, eventually I taught independently. A lot of the classes I taught were what they call technical diving, which is the deeper shipwreck stuff. I did not get into cave or rebreather, just didn't have enough time or money at the time. Um, It was either I had the time and didn't have the money, or I had the money and didn't have the time. So maybe one day we'll get into that. I have a lot of friends that went that route, and I tell you, rebreather diving and cave diving is phenomenal, and just a, a cutting edge on a lot of stuff. And uh, so is tech diving, technical diving on shipwrecks. There's a lot of unexplored shipwrecks are very underexplored. And so there's a lot of people in our industry that are out there capturing it all, creating 3D images and videos that are, um, with today's technology, are beyond anything I've ever seen when I was heavily involved. Today, I I align more with stores, but the thing I run into today is that scuba and hockey world collided. And so therefore, um, I have less time for scuba because hockey taken the role because of my kids. Obviously, the kids are the first priority. Uh, Scuba got put in the backseat, but we've been in pools over the last couple of years, not necessarily teaching classes, but uh, it's still a huge, huge passion, uh, probably above hockey, but obviously my, my kids are the passion. How did I get into hockey? We were newbies at it. I blame uh, the local park districts. We never skated before. My oldest kid wanted to try it, and so we went out there and he fell like 1,000 times. We thought he was gonna give up, but he ended up sticking to it. Here we are, Uh, we fast forward, heavily involved. I get on the ice as an assistant coach, which I call glorified push puckers, but uh, we just assist with whatever is needed. but since I transitioned to joining games myself, and it's been a lot of fun in the hockey life, uh, it's definitely a full commitment and has the good, the bad, and the ugly. But uh, I tell you, the the smiles on those kids' faces are makes it a lot a lot of fun and worth the, the strenuous effort of travel and uh, many evenings at the ice rinks. Talking about passion for the boys, my family, obviously we're a family of six, it has its... Um, Upsides and downsides, it's a lot of chaos, uh, say the least, especially with four boys. My wife, Julie, she, she, we met scuba diving, we, uh, ironically, but we hardly ever scuba dive together, um, believe it or not. So, uh, maybe that one day will change. She's obviously a Southside person from Chicago, um, but she stays with the kids, and um, she allows us to do all these activities, and I think that's fantastic. Appreciate it. And uh, the four boys are just as crazy as ever. All four are completely different. Uh, we um, are very active adventurous, or they are um, more so. Even one kid trying to dig a hole to China, um, and the other one, the littlest guy, is going to knock out the older three three boys any day now, I think, and still be standing, hopefully, uh, 
I do my part as a dad and raise these boys right. In the Zimara household, we actually do homeschooling. Uh, just to share that uh, background, um, it's glorified e-learning um, that, that was coined during COVID. We um, do as much as we can teaching directly, but we use a program just like most schools do, but ours is on demand. It works for us in our lifestyle, um, and so we kind of just uh, keep moving ahead. COVID validated a lot of that. Uh, the biggest difference between uh, homeschooling and those who were forced to in um, COVID is uh, we made the choice and most didn't. Uh, we still run into the same challenges that everybody else does, but but the family learning activities has been fact fantastic. Uh, I think it's definitely beneficial versus school, but everybody's got their priorities, but uh, homeschooling has definitely been beneficial to the Zimar family. And just to knock out one point with um, homeschooling, a lot of people were worried about us and uh, or homeschoolers in general about social involvement. But if you get more involved with homeschoolers, a lot of times you um, will notice that most of them are more social than the public school kids. And so uh, we get a lot of activity through sports and other activities that uh, get them engaged with other kids. Hey, gang. Ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year. And then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zimar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006, or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zimar podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zimar to work for you now. So moving on professionally, um, this is a lot of what people probably already know. Obviously, I, I started with the Navy, went to scuba. Um, believe it or not, I helped ran a liquor store that failed and then got into real estate investment and got scared and uh, somehow stumbled into the insurance business. I started with a captive organization. Captive meaning I could only sell one type of product. Uh, it w happened to be health insurance at the time. Eventually, I phased out of that, moved into dependent, and then sold independently for a number of years um, until the Affordable Care Act came in. And even during the Affordable Care Act, I was still independent. Got heavily involved even during a time frame. I um, actually read through the Affordable Care Act law on the bill that was passed. Um, doesn't mean I understood everything, but I definitely read through it page by page. I published a book on the Affordable Care Act. And so a lot of things have changed since the Affordable Care Act, both for the um, individual and small group, the middle uh, middle market companies uh, saw some impact, um, but not drastic depending on which markets they were already in. But some of them were already doing a lot of things that are required. And then there were some reporting requirements and some taxes that were put involved because they had to fund the Affordable Care Act in some way. So there were some changes to the middle market. We had drastic commission reductions, which led to a lot of stagnant in business, um, and it became harder for the smaller independent channel to operate. And so eventually, I actually did sell to a larger agency, 
it was a good life experience all the way through. It just didn't work out. And so I end up having a, uh, to buy my book and business, but go back independent again. Things have been taken off ever since. Um, things have been great. We're growing, adding staff, probably need more salespeople, but things are definitely headed in the right direction. Part of professional involvement, uh, I am involved into a national association for our industry, even president of a local chapter, as well as an associate board members for uh, board member for the state, and so heavily involved in the industry as a whole. Always keeping up to speed on any changes that come federally as well as state for our clients, whether they're individual buy their insurance on their own or. They um, have a small little company that they're trying to grow themselves or they're already established with a number of employees and uh, they need to make sure that um, they stay ahead of the healthcare trend uh, in the workplace. And so I still publish material uh, such as this podcast. Um, there's a lot of articles I published in the past and uh, for years now I've been trying to revamp that book um, and uh, maybe one day I'll get around to republishing it. For employers and how to handle health insurance and some strategies uh, for getting ahead. Just an, another note that uh, uh, some people ask about: I am an ultra runner. I would not. I'm an amateur ultra runner. I'm not a professional by any means. Uh, I don't break records. I don't run in first. Uh, I come from the back of the pack for sure. I ran a 50 miler a couple years ago along the Hennington Canal here in Illinois, and uh, I'm scheduled to do it again this year in October. And so. A lot of training miles. I'm way behind, but uh, what the heck, right? Just keep moving, right? Uh, just like in business, as long as we keep moving forward, uh, any progress is good progress. I think I'm looking forward to it beating my last time. But again, I'm not breaking records or coming in first. Uh, running is definitely a good passion of mine as well. And a last note, um, not that it's related to me, but I wanted to um, point out that uh, I have a lot of connections, um, both near and far. And so I collaborate a lot with a lot of other professionals in the industry, as well as outside of the industry. If you're looking for uh, a specific uh, connection, feel free to always reach out and give me a call or, or even LinkedIn is probably the best spot. And I love to connect other people as well as connections reciprocal. And so hopefully we'll be able to make this world a little bit smaller by expanding those connections. That was the Reader Digest version of who I am. I'm sure it'll bring a lot of questions. And I think in future podcasts, we'll dive deeper in some of these areas. One of the biggest and uh, most asked about is definitely the naval background, you know, being overseas, working on these fighter jets, and then obviously heat battling up in the Middle East and, you know, what that impact was on, on us. And then, of course, you know, just the whole process of what it was like because it was, it's definitely different than the rest of the world uh, that you you experience and then what I experienced today. But uh, maybe in the future podcast, we'll get even other guests that are in the military as well as even my own industry to expand some of these topics. And I look forward to um, getting feedback from you guys. <laughs>